Welcome to another episode of I Just Interview My Friends. I'm Jason Chow, and today I'm interviewing my friend Harrison Nam, otherwise known as Harry, uh, who I've known for a very long time. Um, I think since you were in junior high. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, my and, first retreat, I remember you were a... You were a you were yeah, a yeah. Um, but then the thing that I wanted to interview uh, you about, Harry, is... That after you you were born and raised, or not born, were you born in LA? Yeah. You were born Southern in California. LA, like raised in LA, and then you decided to go to Vanderbilt uh, for college. Um, and for some of our listeners who may not know, where is Vanderbilt? It's in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't work on my accent, but yeah, it's in Nashville. <laughs> um, and you're still in Nashville now. Um, so I kind of wanted to just hear your journey and you know, how that's been, what that's been like. Uh, so mm-hmm. just to start off, like, why Vanderbilt? Like, why did you apply? <laughs> why did you go? Yeah, man. Oh, shoot. That feels like so long ago now. Um, so to be completely honest, uh, Vanderbilt was never on my radar. Um, you know, one of my friends kind of like name dropped it when it was like time to apply for colleges. And, you know, I think it was it was relatively high on the list of, of schools. And so when I looked up their application, they had no supplemental essays. <laughs> and when I made that college, you know, I had a list of colleges I would, thought I might be interested in applying to. And the way I pared it down was based on the the amount of writing I would have to do. And so that <laughs> kind of narrowed it down, narrowed the list down quite a bit. Um, yeah. And then when it came down to it, um, I, I even forgot I applied and I got kind of the acceptance letter and they, they gave um, a pretty beefy financial aid package. Mm. Um, and so that, you know, I think that's kind of was a factor as well, but I really had no intention of, of going. Um, at the time, I wanted to study engineering and USC seemed like a good fit. Like I got into USC and, mm-hmm. and they were relatively generous with the financial aid and so that I could make that happen. Um, and long story short, I think I was at a time in my life where I was starting to realize like, oh, um, this, my relationship with God was starting to feel, feel real. And I was really kind of at a point where I, I realized like that was important to me and, and kind of fl- f- very clearly like felt that pull to Vanderbilt for whatever reason. Wow. Um, were you, was it something you were praying about? Yeah. And I, yeah, it was. And, um, I just remember like that last like high school retreat. Uh, it just kind of felt very, um, like I felt that that was very clear, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was one of those moments where like it was the first time I really had asked that question of like, hey God, what do you want me to do? Like, where do you want? Like me to I'm go? down for where you want me to go, and so just tell me. And then he's, I felt like he was saying Vanderbilt, and I was like, wait, no. <laughs> I must have misheard. Or, That's why I tell you, uh, don't, don't pray for stuff. because Yeah, man, up. yeah, you got to be careful what you ask for, for yeah. sure. And, you know, I really wrestled with it. Ultimately, I, I decided to go to Vanderbilt and was in complete denial that first summer and never visited, missed registration. Really? I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't read any of, like, the reading they gave me, and I just showed up to campus with my mom and my sister the first <laughs> first day and kind of just jumped in head first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, eight years later, nine, almost – is it? This is my fifth year teaching, and so my ninth year in Nashville. Wow, um, I'm still here. Which what is was crazy, man? What was like the? What was something that just shocked you? Like that was like very surprising that you didn't expect. Um, I mean, you know, I think college itself was just kind of like a crazy experience in terms of just like being away 
from anyone I'd known. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most shocking thing is just like, uh, like I think I took the diversity that I had around me growing up in LA like for granted. You know, you come here and it's like, okay, there's like very few people who look like me and. Uh-huh. There's like tanned uh, white people. Like yeah, there's like tanned white, white people, people. <laughs> and there's pink white people, you know what I mean? And so, um, so yeah, I think, you know, I remember my first time going to church. Um, at the church I am now, it was like I was sitting down and I was just like a college kid. And it was a church I could get a ride to. And like the couple behind me tapped me on the shoulder and were like, um, are you Korean? <laughs> I was like, what? Well, at yes, yes, at I least, am. <laughs> at least they got the Korean part, right? Yeah, I was like, impressed. I was like, yo, mad points, because, you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it was a bold move. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where, like, that part of, mm-hmm. you know, um, growing up in A&C and all those things, it's, you never really have to, like, you never stick out in that way and and felt that very much so. Did you was, did you feel, like, racially, like you really stuck out? Uh, yes and no. You know, mm-hmm. I think Vandy was a diverse enough place where I didn't have to feel that way, but... Um, but now that I've lived here quite a bit, like that's definitely kind of the thing that is different about the experience here than I had to say in LA. Cause you know, people are, you know, the, and I think also just kind of the size and pace of life here is so different, right? In what way? Um, just like everything is closer together, right? And mm. like, you know, a 20 minute drive feels long. Yeah. Right. It's versus when I'm home, it's, it's so different. And, and the people here are generally, you know, that Southern hospitality thing is super real man. like, uh, you go to a coffee shop and there's such kind of like a small neighborhood vibe anywhere you go and you like really get to know people and um, they take time to like talk to you and ask you about your day. And mm-hmm. that's like a completely normal experience here. Um, like strangers. And I don't, yeah. With strangers and like people wow. are just generally down to have those kind of interactions, which mm-hmm. I, which I really love about the South and about Nashville, living in Nashville is mm-hmm. um, you know, just how friendly people are. So was there ever a moment where you were like, oh, like, I like this place? Or even, like, maybe, I don't know to what degree if you were ever like, oh, yeah, like, I belong here. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if there's a distinct moment. I think college, you know, my time at Vanderbilt was super fun. Like, I really met a lot of good people and and made a lot of great friends. And I think that kind of made me realize, oh, this is not, not a bad spot right now. Like mm-hmm. I really wasn't sure when I set, signed up to say yes. And mm-hmm. um, and even just with my major too, it was one of those things where um, like wanted to make a lot of money. So I was mm-hmm. like engineering, I'm good at math. So you went, in, I, you went in with engineering. Yeah, and I started out in the school of engineering and I didn't know this, but like Vanderbilt has a really good, like a really well-known education program and um, that kind of seed got planted pretty early in my first semester through just various conversations and and just thinking about what I wanted to do. Once I realized that engineering was kind of boring, <laughs> I just wasn't <laughs> it at all. I was sitting in these meetings and they would like tell me about all these exciting projects people are doing. And I was like, man, that seems so boring to me. I don't, don't want to do it. And um, and I did a little research and it turned out like the the school of education here is is one of the best, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a clear sign where like I felt like you know. I kind of said yes to this and I felt the Lord was calling me here and, and kind of felt that specific calling on my life to, to go into the classroom. And, um, and it all just kind of ended up working out, right? Like mm-hmm. I had no idea that the education program was what it was and showed up and went to a meeting and got all fired up and wow. really didn't look back after that. And so what year, that was kind of the what first What year thing. was that? Was that your second year? 
That was my first semester, man. Like, wow. If I pretty much had like missed the deadline to withdraw from classes uh-huh. <laughs> and then like started emailing people. And so I kind of had to just, you know, finish, finish my first semester and then just switched right after. So luckily it was early enough where like I really wasn't put that far behind. It just had to, you know, that second semester had to uh-huh. take a couple of classes extra, but um well, and one thing, yeah. one thing that I think I definitely, because I, you know, I moved as well far away for school. Um, I grew up in Houston and then moved to L.A. Um, but I, like, didn't, I did not keep up with my friends from Houston. Um, sure. Like, I, but I've noticed definitely that um, you've made a point to maintain relationships with people here. Was that something that was, like, intentional, that you were like, I'm going to make sure that that's something that I do? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't super intentional, but I think, you know, what I did realize just like hearing my, like meeting people at Vanderbilt and, you know, anytime like breaks would come, like I was always so pumped to go back home to see the people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it felt like that wasn't necessarily like a, the way that like a lot of my peers felt about breaks and going home. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I knew I was really lucky to like have had really deep roots back in LA with mm. the community there. And so um, knowing that that was special, I think it was something that I always knew that I wanted to try and maintain. And, mm-hmm. um, and still to this day, you know, like there was always a big fear of mine, like by the time I graduated where I, I thought like I had to choose, you know, like, was I going to move back home? Was I going to stay here? And mm-hmm. you know, I obviously decided to stay here, but um, still very much feel like I'm connected as I can be to, to the people I really care about back home and so and has that as a huge gift was that has it been hard though like are there times where you're like oh man i think this is kind of hard yeah absolutely dude quarantine bro it's so hard (laughs) you know like living by myself and and doing all this and uh, but throughout the years like you know there are definitely friends where it's i'm not i don't have a good track record of keeping in touch with people like i think that's not oh really that's something i can always Uh be better at and um but there have been, you know, just certain friendships where um, we just kind of pick up where we left off, right? And mm-hmm. and a couple of friends, like I think when I was at Vanderbilt, I was very much focused in on just that experience and kind of focusing on my time there. And I think since graduating, I think I've done a better job of staying in touch with people mm-hmm. at home for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of like finding new friends and new communities, um, I asked because like for me, Right when I came to LA, I I wasn't intentional about it, and I think I inadvertently found a community that was similar to the one that I had left in Houston, both racially and like you know just ideologically. Um, you obviously didn't have that choice, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so what were some of your like biggest struggles in terms of trying to find a community in Tennessee? You know, I really just landed in a really good spot, right? Mm-hmm. I think about my freshman dorm. We were in kind of one of the older, less new buildings, which like seems like a bummer, but it was a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and on my floor, especially like, uh, just like met a lot of great people there, right? And we ended up like joining the same Christian fraternity, which is like a totally different story, like not anything I wanted to do, but ended up doing and it was good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I think kind of the theme my first year especially was Man, I was so wild. Just like the social energy I had, like so extroverted, like gave uh-huh. zero Fs about like 
what impression I was making and would just like walk up to strangers and like talk to them. And, wow. And is, I think about that, that, that. Do you think that's who you were, were before you left? Or is there something about going that made it easier to be that person? You know, I don't know. You know, I think like in high school and just back home growing up, like I think I definitely was kind of that guy, you know, like just mm -hmm. kind of loud and obnoxious and I definitely had that reputation amongst friends and stuff, but um, but I think when I got here, I think that feeling of knowing that like, believing that like God wanted me at Vanderbilt really made me want to figure out why, right? And mm. so whether that was like joining, you know, like joining a fraternity, which was never something I thought I would do or, you know, being friends with white people. I don't know, like, you know, so I was just so open to that. And I think right. I really was, I wasn't super intentional about this, but I, I didn't want to just recreate whatever I had back home. And so, you know, I think there are plenty of opportunities to join like Asian American fellowships or those kind of student organizations. And I, I, I just chose not to just because mm -hmm. that, that felt too familiar. But um, it is interesting because I did have some friends who were Asian that I met in Vanderbilt and they grew up, you know, being the only Asian kid in their high school or a handful of Asian kids and like really didn't have that experience. And so like they, they naturally to gravitated to, yeah. towards those groups. And and so it's funny because like, you know, I think a lot of people may have viewed me as like this whitewashed Asian kid, but really it's just like, no, I'm just, you know, I'm like, uh -huh. I know what that's like, but uh, it just wasn't what I was looking for, you know? Mm. Uh, then, yeah, kind of in terms of then finding that community um, where, I mean, are, was it still just that freshman dorm that, like, where was it that you realized, oh, like, this is my kind of group? Mm -hmm. I think my first semester, I definitely bounced around a lot just mm -hmm. with different groups. And um, and I think kind of toward the end of that, I'm, I, there was a group of guys who were, who were like, rushing this uh, fraternity called Bucks. Um, and, and I wasn't really plugged into, like, that specific um, campus ministry that they were in. But I quickly realized like, okay, like this is something where, like these are the kind of guys that I think I want to associate with and, and be friends with. And kind of after that first winter break, I just kind of jumped in head first with, you know, I joined their Bible study and like did all that with them. And um, and so I think it took me a minute to find that group. And, um, but from there, it kind of really just opened up to, to kind of the friends I had throughout my four years there. Mm. Uh, and then for graduating, Right. Was there was there a decision about coming home or like staying there? You know, I think I, I was open to both. Um, mm -hmm. I think just with the timing of it. Right. Because when I was finishing up my last semester of student teaching and kind of getting my certification stuff, um, like just the way that they they end the school year in Nashville versus L.A., I think it's just a little it ends a little later back mm -hmm. home. And so. Mm -hmm a lot of those openings weren't posted yet or um, they weren't really looking for new teachers yet. And whereas like a lot of doors were opening in Nashville. And so mm. just, I think- That's it, that's, I've never thought about that. Like actually, yeah, that the, yeah. even like a two week difference, right? Mm -hmm. Could be like huge. Right, because most schools end at the end of May here. Whereas I feel like back home, they go into June. Right. And so um, by the time I was like hearing back from the, the schools I had reached out to back home, I'd already kind of had offers and had an idea of where I wanted to teach. And and so um, I wasn't opposed to the idea of staying in Nashville to mm -hmm. teach. And so um, so when, when those doors seemed to be wide open, I, I just figured mm -hmm. I would stay. Yeah, and then 
life as a, you know, single working person versus life as a college student obviously are very different wherever you it's are. So different, yeah. But even more so kind of, you know, not being in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, going into that working life, what was what was difficult for you? Like, what were some things where you were like, oh, shoot, this is not the same as college? Yeah, I think um, it's just so effortless to, like, be with people in college, right? Like, you're studying together, you, like, live together, you walk around campus together, you're in the same classes. And um, and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, my, my transition into or out of, out of undergrad was good because, uh, you know, some of my older friends had a house they were living in and made a spot for me and mm. um, I was super grateful for that. Just like, you know, uh, it, a lot of it just felt uncertain of like, okay, I guess I'm like doing this adult thing now. And um, they really kind of took care of me in that way. And, mm-hmm. um, but also I think the hardest thing is just like fighting to, to stay connected to people. You know, I think I kind of went through some other things um, the first two years, just like with a relationship and, and with friendships that like, I don't think I personally handled it really well, and um, and and but just really realizing that like I had to kind of get over myself and and mm. be okay with like initiating towards people and and that stuff and so yeah, it's looked a lot different. Like I'm way less of that crazy fresh. Like when I think of like 18 year old Harrison, it's kind of I kind of cringe because was, I was just like doing so many crazy things and talking to people, and uh-huh. I feel like I don't have that kind of fearlessness now when it comes to what do you think uh, changed for that. I don't know, man. I think uh, I think heartbreak is one. You know, I think like uh, uh, yeah. I think I just kind of learned to be afraid in a lot of ways of of kind of reaching out to people and and I don't know, I've done a lot of kind of work these last couple months. You know, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think just like mentally and emotionally, just like haven't been in a good place. In the last, you know, the last two, three years have been pretty difficult in that sense, like in the emotional, mental, relational sense. And mm-hmm. um, and I know there are people here that care about me and I have a good community here, but I think it was just really hard for me to believe that for for a bit, just because mm-hmm. of a lot of things that these narratives I was spewing in my own head about about what people thought about me or, or kind of how I fit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that's kind of been like, sorry, uh, a big, kind of like underlying like gut feeling I have is like when I'm here, it's like, I don't, I don't know if I like fit the mold of like the way people dress or the way the things people are into or, mm-hmm. or things like that. And so um, there's always been that kind of internal tension there. What do you think, you know, like when you first came for Vanderbilt, was, was the, were those feelings there as well, but you kind of just were able to deal with it differently? I think so. I, I'm sure that those fears were there, but I was so gung ho, bro. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, like just kind of like, like even thinking about the amount of faith I had that like this was where I was supposed to be. Like there was just like no doubt in my mind, and so I literally there like nothing was holding me back, you mm-hmm. know. And interesting. Um, and it's weird that like you get older and you get burned a few times, and you, uh, yeah, I I don't have that level of uh, sorry, my mom's calling me. Um, <laughs> I told her I was doing this, but uh, I'll call her back. Um, it's okay. I told my daughter that I was doing it too, but she keeps knocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, man, I don't know. I think, 
I think f- for the season it was, it was, it was the right way to approach mm-hmm. moving to a new city without any mm-hmm. experience, prior experience. And, um, and I'm really thankful that like to, to, for that too. And I think it's just looked a lot different mm-hmm. when I compare the first four years in undergrad and kind of these previous four years um, outside of it, living in the same city for sure. Do you feel like right now you're coming out of it or you're still like kind of stuck in that emotional place? Um, I'm definitely trying to to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think uh, it just took a lot of me kind of being honest with myself about kind of the insecurities I have and, and these things, the way that I view a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I, I saw therapists for a little bit and, and there's just like a level of awareness that that helped me get to where it's like Harrison, you you don't you like want to be antisocial and you're tired and mm-hmm. but like you really have to fight against that actively and and so I don't know. I think the pandemic made that a lot harder for sure. I think March to June did not look good <laughs> uh-huh. for me, just like uh, emotionally and and all that stuff. But I think uh, this second go around, just having had the summer to be home and I'm just trying to yeah engage when I can. Well, it's funny because you know like when you mention the at that attitude going into Vanderbilt, you know, of, well, I know that God has brought this about. I just don't know why. It kind of made me think a lot about coronavirus, right? Like, you know, because for me, one of the big struggles has been, like, was, is thinking when it goes back to normal, right? When it goes back to normal, then these things will happen. But Mm -hmm. sort of, I feel like the last few months is realizing that that old normal isn't coming back. Right. Dude. Like a new yeah. normal will arrive, but that old normal is gone. <laughs> That's a tough pill to swallow, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think for you, right, like in what ways has having to go through coronavirus, right, maybe mm-hmm. reaffirmed some of the or has it reaffirmed or is it like something where you're questioning again, am I in the right place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, you know, like I think in March, in the spring, um, when it was really like, you know, am I allowed to swear? Is this like, <laughs> or like yeah, when, this. When, when, the, when the poop was hitting the fan, you know, it was like, and living alone and like teaching from my bedroom and all that stuff. I think uh, I just was not in like a very optimistic headspace. Mm. And I don't think I really am. <laughs> like I tend to be very, anyways, but I think being home this summer, was a reminder of a lot of the things where Hmm. like just being with my family and it was the longest time I've been home. Like I was home for seven weeks and I hadn't been home that long since like the first summer after my freshman year. Hmm. Um, And like going through, you know, all the uncertainty and all that stuff, but just kind of being close to, to home really kind of reminded me of like, Oh, these are the things that are important to me. Right. Like my family Hmm. and, and making sure that they're okay and and those things and um and you know for the past you know five years like that's the question whenever i'm home it's like when are you coming home or when's that is that going to happen and i've kind of defaulted to this answer like oh maybe in like two years <laughs> you know <laughs> i've been saying like maybe in two years for the last five years and it's funny because abe one time i said that and he's like dude you've been saying that for the past three years and i was like you know what you're totally right and so i just say I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. um, I think, yeah, man, like I really love my job here. Love mm-hmm. 
that and feel so lucky to to be in the spot that I'm in but it's yeah I think I don't have a lot of the answers still but right. those questions of man maybe I'm I should, you know, like, I think I've been waiting for kind of like ideal circumstances to make that transition back home happen, right? I think mm. um, that transition to here felt so clear and like, um, felt like such like a clear thing that like, I'm looking for the same level of clarity when it comes to deciding mm. to move home. And I, and I, maybe I don't get that. I don't get that luxury. And maybe mm. that's okay. I think that's like a... Have you so. ever thought of like a... Like, it seems like, you know, in your head, a lot of times it's like L.A. or like Nashville. Has there ever been like a third option? You know, like, have you ever felt like maybe you're a Rolling Stone kind of guy, right? Like where it's, mm. you know, like I'm going to move to, you know, Germany or like, yeah, you, dude, know, you know, Kiev or something. I've never thought of myself as that kind of guy, but maybe I am, man. Like, uh there are cities, you know, like Chicago is one, like uh, one of my best friends, Alex is up there and, you know, his, his family has kind of become like a second family for me and mm-hmm. spent multiple Thanksgivings up there. And they're always like, hey, look, we got a room. We have like connections to the mm-hmm. schools here. Like, you know, you just let us know. And that's always been. But when I think about kind of the, the list of priority there, it's like, man, I got to get home to, to my family. Like, I think. Mm. You know, my mom and sister are just so important to me. And um, I've been away for, like, almost a decade, right? And, yeah. You know, this summer, like, my grandma's getting older. And I'm just, like, seeing the impact of time that had, like, what time does to people and mm-hmm. age. And and I don't – and I feel like in a lot of ways, like, uh, I've never felt this a lot. But sometimes, you know, I get home and it's like, man, I don't recognize a lot of these places anymore, right? Like, yeah. friend groups change and – even church feels different. Like I'm just kind of this guy that like shows up and I get these like brief snapshots. And even yeah. with like, even Abby, man, like they're, they just kind of get bigger and bigger and, and older yeah. and older. And it's like a really cool experience to have to get to like watch that happen. But um, like a part of me like want, doesn't want to miss that anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, some of my best friends are getting married and, and things are moving. And I, you know, in some ways I feel stuck and that's, that can be frustrating sometimes, but um, was that but, something, you know, w- were those feelings that you had, like, all throughout, like, um, you know, for the last, like, the whole last 10 years? Or do you think there was, like, maybe a, a certain turning point period where you're like, huh, maybe I do want to be home? Um, I think more so these last couple of years, for sure. I think um, during my undergrad time, I just wasn't that worried about it, you know? Right. Like, in a lot of ways, I figured I'd be back home after graduation. Mm. Um, and obviously it didn't play out that way, but there's definitely kind of that longing, uh, more so than ever, for sure. We're like this draw to be back at home, like with people, at, like to be, you know, and I like get to eat the food that I want to eat and like just be around the culture that I grew up in. Um, like, I think I've been away long enough where it's like, man, I really miss this. Like I, I like, it just gets tiring being like the only dude who like, gets it or like having to explain those things about myself or right. or at home it's just kind of this unspoken thing right where we just all kind of have lived it and understand it and so um, well I, and I, yeah I, I definitely feel that I definitely think that like you know when you went to Vanderbilt 
I rem I remember it being like an anomaly, right? It's like right. you yeah, know, yeah. like for our church, it was like you know, U USC, UC, C Suns, right? Like <laughs> right, just like right, right. you know, and there was like Vanderbilt. It's like I literally was like, I don't know where that is, <laughs> right? right yeah. um, but nowadays, you know, I think that that is happening much more frequently. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what would you say? I think to maybe like a high school senior who's contemplating. Yeah, doing a big move, right? Like, what are some things that you have really kind of un come to understand that maybe mm -hmm. you didn't understand when you were 18? Yeah, I think, you know, the short, my short answer would be do it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the reason, you know, and I understand, like, it depends for each person, just kind of what they're comfortable with and, and all that. But I think for me, man, like, it just kind of opened my eyes to a, like, to what I had back home, like, how unique and kind of specific and special that is and how lucky I was for that and, and gave me a lot of gratitude for the environment I was brought up in. But also just kind of this deeper understanding of, like, man, a lot of the world and, like, even this country just does not look the way it looked for me growing up, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. whether that's people who are also Asian-Americans like me, but also people who aren't, right? And I think there wasn't a need to branch out growing up because it was so insular and there's like so much of a bubble where mm. I think there's real beauty in that but also you know you can get super comfortable and I think leaving that comfort zone as like terrifying as that is is worth the uncomfort because it forces you to face yourself and figure out like what you're about and um, and I think that's kind of what it has done for me right it's kind of kind of given me an ability to like appreciate like my experience but also like different ones and um i definitely don't regret it man you know i think uh it hasn't all been easy but um it's super it's just been really awesome to to meet people from different places and mm -hmm. and like understand that like at the end of the day it's like they're just human beings and like i deeply appreciate and love getting to to connect with them and there's always something you can find in common with someone else. And so, um, so yeah, man, I don't know. I think uh, it's a scary thing, but I think it's totally, if you're, if you're down for it, man, it's, 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 uh, it's totally worth, worth the trip. Nice. Nice. Last question then. Um, what is like a hobby or like an interest that you have now that you're like, I never would have had if I had stayed in LA. Bro, dude. I mean, magic is one for sure, dude. I mean, I got into magic finals week of my first <laughs> of my second semester. And you mean like year. like close hand, like like not like magic yeah. the gathering. Oh, yeah. not mad, but like, you know, card tricks, right? Yeah. And uh -huh. uh, um and dude, it's like this is kind of a joke, but also one hundred percent fact. Like the job I have, all that stuff like wouldn't be possible if I didn't know magic tricks, right? And it's just <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a hobby. You know, I think uh, I've like recently gotten into ceramics and stuff. And um, like in college, I was like super into like folk music and, and that kind of stuff, you know? And uh, so, um, yeah, I, I love I love Dave Matthews band. And whenever I see their touring schedules, it's like never it's like L.A. like one night. <laughs> it'll be like in the south. It's just like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so People many show it, shows. Yeah. yeah. You know, I never got into country music. You know, it's not too late for that, but um, mm -hmm. I don't think that's that's my vibe. But um, I'm trying to think if there's anything like specific to to the South. Um, I don't know. Like, 
Here's one thing, man. I never got into running marathons. Like so many of my <laughs> I like heavy into running, man. And it's just like, man, I just like can't wait to train for this half marathon or do this marathon. <laughs> like, hey dude, do you want to sign up for this thing? And I was like, no, dude. I never, I never want to do that. You're like, ever. I'll wait for you at the finish line. <laughs> yeah, like I will cheer for you, bro. Like I will, you know, I will yell really loud. I'm, uh-huh. I'm really good at that, but uh, but I'm good. And so all right. Well, Harry, thank you so much for sharing your experience. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I hope, yeah, um, if anyone wants to pick his brain, you know, reach out. Yeah, man, that was fun. If there are any high schools out there who are thinking about moving out of state, like, I would love to be a resource for sure. All right. So. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. I stopped the cool. recording.